Welcome to Total Retail Talks, your podcast channel for retail knowledge. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Talks. I'm Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail, and I'm joined on today's episode by Nathan Sanders, the CEO of Brook Furniture Rental. Nathan and I are going to be talking about the Brook Furniture Rental business as well uh, as a little bit about its digital transformation and kind of uh, the roadmap for future growth uh, at Brook Furniture Rental. So thanks for joining me today, Nathan. I appreciate uh, you having me on. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, having us join. Yeah, this is uh, my pleasure and, and really looking forward to the conversation. So to get us started, please tell our audience a little bit about Brook Furniture Rental for those that might not yet be familiar with the company. So Brook Furniture Rental is a, um, obviously it's a furniture rental company, but people you know, don't know what that is because for the first 40 plus years of our existence, uh, we're founded in 1979, the company was focused on B2B. And our B2B verticals, just so that folks understand what we do, are like insurance. So if your home burned down, your insurance company would rebuild it, but you're not going to live in a hotel until, you know, for that year to year and a half that sometimes it takes to get your home rebuilt. So they would put you in a rental home in your school district so you and your family could have space, the kids could have their rooms back but all your belongings burned down. That's where Brook Furniture Rental comes in. We provide everything. So it's the dining tables, the dishes, um, the sheets, the towels, the furniture to sit on, the TVs. And so that's an example of one of our verticals. Now, just two other quick verticals that fit within our B2B would be um, relocation. So I myself have relocated twice um, in my career, and I stayed at corporate apartments um, until the school year was over and we moved. Again, Furniture Rental provides the items within those apartments um, for that multifamily industry uh, unit, um, because, you know, apartment complexes don't want to own furniture. They like the flexibility of flexing up with rental and then flexing down based on their clients' needs. And then a third example of B2B would be corporate housing. And this is where corporations are having people travel on projects, doing large trainings. Again, you know, uh, it's it's a more of a homey feel where if you're going to be someplace for a month on a project for your company, even if you're traveling back and forth to be able to, you know, leave a bag, leave your clothes, have a kitchen to cook in, um, all those things are great. And that's where Brook Furniture Rental comes in and provides those uh, services and items to rent um, for those items. Now, we are now, um, as of 2020, it's one of the reasons why I joined the company as well. Part of our transformation was we're now in the direct-to-consumer business. So we have B2B and D2C. And on D2C, you think of it in terms of um, until you buy your first home, are you how many jobs are you taking chances on? Are you moving to different parts of the country? Having that flexibility to take down an apartment, rent your furniture. And if you decide to, you know, I want to now move to this part of the country or take another job or get promoted, which requires another move, it gives people the flexibility to choose their lives. Well, the great thing that came out of the pandemic is a lot of folks are now wanting to be very flexible with where they work. I can work from anywhere. And we have customers who um, are literally on one coast or the other, right? I call it the uh, they don't want to see snow type situation, always want to see sunshine and beaches. It allows them the opportunity to rent a place, rent some furniture, and then when it's going to get cold there, go to the other part of the country where it's warm and rent furniture there as well. So uh, D to C is certainly one of the fastest growing verticals we've seen. Um, just because until you know that you're going to live someplace for a while and you know what furniture fits your lifestyle and home, rental gives you that option to be flexible and um, really just you know live your life rather than, quote unquote, being tied down um, by furniture in terms of what am I going to do with this in six months or a year? 
the distribution channels for the products. So obviously the Brook Furniture rental website, consumers can and businesses can go to that website and uh, order furniture. They can, they can. Traditionally our B2B, um, uh, we built a portal for our B2B team. It was part of our digital transformation, which we tied our routing and transportation system Descartes uh, to because our portal folks, those B2B folks, they have very specific questions. They know what they want. They have a contract with us. They literally are like, can you deliver on this date with a one bedroom? And uh, with our partnership with Descartes, it allows us to always have our freight and routes planned on a 24-7 basis. And the portal allows a 24-7 access to go in and say, yep, we can do Tuesday. And then basically they can click a few buttons and boom, they've got a lease and it's moving. The D2C website is obviously different because those folks not have, may not have necessarily rented furniture before. They obviously want to go through and pick the live inventory against the pictures and then pick the delivery date that Descartes provides on the auto planning. So we basically have two different tools based on the uh, questions those groups ask. Because again, B2B is very familiar with what we do, have a contract with us. D2C is the first time they've rented furniture. So those are two different experiences that we've built out for those folks and tied it into our technology um, that allows for ease of use based on the questions they would be asking uh, against those verticals. So that's a great overview, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to follow up with asking a little bit about your professional background. You noted that you joined the organization uh, rather recently, a couple of years ago mm -hmm. um, at this point. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you came upon the opportunity to join Brook Furniture and a little bit about your background. So the uh, best way to describe my background is, is that uh, um, I transform businesses, whether the transformation is due to rapid growth and, you know, the growth is just stretch the team and stretch the people and the process and the systems, or whether there's just problems, right? Um, you know, so my career, I spent 15 plus years in the third party logistics industry, um, growing those businesses, working multiple verticals, manufacturing support, apparel, um, many, many e-commerce companies. Um, and then I went onto the customer side and basically went into, um, you know, a logistics air cargo company, an e-commerce company. And then right before Brooke, I worked for Ashley Furniture. And, uh, you know, Ashley is a great company. They're growing very quickly. I learned a lot there. And um, part of what interested me from leaving Ashley to come to Brooke was that transformation opportunity. Brooke had been around for almost 40 years at that point, And um, their process was, Hey, call us, you know, quite literally. So like even our website didn't have a shopping cart. It had a form. So you went and you looked at stock pictures of a room, not live inventory, not anything. And it just said, Hey, fill out this form and we'll call you. The, the KPIs were great against that process, but the difficulty was, well, what did this furniture actually look like? What day can it deliver? I got to wait for you to call me back. And so, um, you know, Basically, um, we're PE owned and the PE recruited me to come in and basically transform the business through people, process and systems to answer the customer's questions. And we call it automating the simple because they ask the same questions over and over again. And the more you can automate it, more you can make it self-serve, the faster you can make it, the quicker that you can service the customer, which closes the business and allows it to grow. So my years of basically working on transformation projects through the 3PL, through the companies that I referenced, uh, made me a great fit for Brooke because we came in, um, you know, we were pretty much starting with a paper-based manual process and we quickly recognized we needed to, um, I'll call it, build out many different things, uh, which is what we have done over the past two years. 
Yeah, and kind of getting that automation uh, into play and kind of taking that digital transformation. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but I want to follow up on the um, you know next question around. Uh, you have quite a background in logistics, as you mentioned. So you're renting furniture. Um, that you now have the direct-to-consumer business. Um, there's logistic challenges in shipping and, and moving bulk size items, couches, you know, large chairs. And so talk a little bit about some of those challenges that exist for your business at Brook Furniture Rental, whether it be the D2C or the B2B uh, in terms of shipment, and then what you're doing to kind of address some of those challenges. Well, first off, I need to, um, you know, just, just a quick education point, even if you're familiar with logistics, what makes Brook different is that you know, traditionally when people go to a retail store to buy furniture, they're not buying an entire household worth of furniture and then home goods like sheets and then dishes. So you think of our insurance vertical, you know, if a traditional retail delivery is five to seven pieces, you know, that home delivery for that insurance vertical could be over a hundred pieces. And so, you know, that makes um, our verticals create, um, I'll call it a higher skew count. And then of course, you know, we're literally making beds. So it's not even just the bulk size items. I mean, it's a it's a matter of you're quite literally setting up the house to be yeah. present and ready for the team to do it. And that you know when you when you walk into that, um, those challenges are like, okay, how do we maximize our time at each stop? How do we maximize the number of stops that we can get in a day? Because you know the trucks will cube out before they weigh out from a logistics conversation standpoint. But if I can fit it on the truck as I'm going to this delivery, right? So I can deliver my 10 piece vertical on my way to my hundred piece vertical. How can I, how can I put technology in to maximize that? And again, that's where we partnered with our friends from Descartes. Today, um, Descartes basically does all of our routing and planning and has allowed us to increase the number of stops. And I'll tell a story. So when I first came to the company, I was standing on the docks and I'm watching the lows go in and out and I'm looking at the day through our system and we were averaging one to one and a half stops a day because they're like, well, it takes too long to get there. So I, I'm, I'm, we don't think we can handle another stop or, you know, we don't think this will fit. And so by adding Descartes to our planning processes and they're actually doing the routing and planning, they plan, they're like, yes, you can make it there based on the number of pieces. We can actually add a stop to you. We recommend that you do this one first based on elevator times, or based on the hours that the apartment community or the community itself is open. And that really allowed us to basically take our biggest problem was not handling the customers. It was maximizing the amount of volume that we could do in a day. Um, our, our stops per truck now are well over three and are averaging closer to four. And again, when I started, it was depending on the location. We have 12 DCs ranged anywhere between one to one and a half. So to, you know, to basically partner with a company that allowed us to um, maximize the use of our assets, especially through the pandemic um, and, and beyond, has been uh, really how we've solved most of our challenges um, against the, um, I'll call them the items that we have with our verticals. Yeah. And those gains in efficiency that you talk about, um, Nathan, how how do they correlate? What, is, what does that mean for the business benefits? There's cost savings. There's um, there's obviously uh, it becomes a more attractive offer to get to the, the product to the consumer or the business quicker. Talk a little bit about how that impacts the business? Well, let's talk about the customer first, because it's always about the customer. So when I walked in the door, there's two things that customers, we, we, I walked in asking all of the team members and asking all the customers, right? 
what can we do to be better? What can we do to get more business from you? What problems do we create for you? What problems can we solve for you, right? Just those open-ended questions. And I'll, uh, I'll paraphrase slash butcher the Henry Ford quote, where he said, if I asked customers what they wanted, they would say, we want faster horses, right? <laughs> the customers didn't say, we want a portal where we can look up the delivery capacity so that we don't have to call and email you. But that's in essence what they said. They were like, hey, we call you today to find out if you can deliver on Tuesday. Can you call us back faster? And I was like, I'll do you one better. We'll build you a portal where Descartes does the math. And so 24-7, you can see live within a 15-minute window exactly what our delivery capacity is for that zip code and even like the size. So today, our customers on the B2B side can go into our portal. They can actually go in this zip code. I want a, a, a two-bedroom. And then please show me your delivery calendar days that you're available. They haven't entered a lease. They haven't picked any furniture. And so the first question they always asked was, do you have capacity? Instead of making them go all the way through a lease just to find out that we don't have delivery capacity on the specific day, we tell them up front. And so, you know, that allows that technology allows them to get their questions answered as fast as possible. And again, automate the simple, right? Because before that was an average of seven emails back and forth between us and the B2B client to be able to get that done. On the D2C side, it's the same process, right? They always want to be able to pick their delivery day. And you know, so now instead of going, hey, we got your lease, we'll call you and we'll finalize the day. They're literally walking away at the end of the lease process, getting their email back saying, hey, we'll see you on Wednesday, which then allows them to go, oh, that's great. I can plan my life. Then Descartes offers a feature which we call Track My Truck, which the day before the delivery, we email them saying, we're going to send you a link tomorrow where you can follow your truck. Um, it'll be delivering between, say, a three-hour window of 9 to 12. Then the day of the delivery, they get their link, and then they can basically click that link as many times as they want. And it keeps giving an estimated time of arrival down to the minute. And again, if you're B2B and you're managing multiple communities, you're not always going to be there to give my driver keys or the, or the, the gate code to get in. So to be able to plan your day around knowing when that driver's going to arrive is a lot better than sitting there waiting for the phone call in the hour ahead on the three-hour window. And the same thing with a direct-to-consumer. You don't have to take a day off work. What if you live close by and you're like, oh, he's going to be there in 25 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and run down, let him in, and then basically go back to work when it's done. Um, I mean, it, it's just life-changing. Uh, the number of phone calls that came into our call center just literally asking, where's your truck? And to kind of explain the process when we were manual that way, customer would call us, call center would call the manager, manager would call the driver. He'd have to usually call or text because they're not always, you know, they're driving or they're setting up furniture. So they get that process done. Manager then calls the customer service team back. Customer service team then calls the customer back. So seven to 10 steps on a simple question of, hey, when are you going to be there? It's now answered through Descartes' um, track my truck ability for it via their app. I mean, it's been really just life-changing for our customers and our team and obviously created a lot of efficiencies and a lot of less touch points for both our customer and ourselves on both sides of the business. Yeah, and you, you as you noted, that, that really improves the experience from the kind of the discovery all the way through to the support as you talk about yep. um, your example. As you think about it, you, you mentioned when you joined the organization, very manual process-based, um, you're now incorporating technology into the mix here and you're using things 
at least the beginning phases of using things such as artificial and machine learning, artificial intelligence and machine learning to improve that customer experience. Talk a little bit about how important that is to where you see the future of Brook Furniture Rental and, and how you can continue to optimize that experience for your customer, whether it's a business or, or it's a consumer. Well, I mean, so walking into Brook, I mean, we were so manual, paper-based, hey, we'll call you, right? We're on our call walk run plan and we're still moving from the crawl to the walk. And, and I'll give you an example. Um, today, um, we're actually working with our partners at Descartes to do automated call-aheads, including through text. So when we started with Descartes, you know, the team still to this day makes manual phone calls when they get an hour ahead. But the system is estimating the ETA for the customer the entire time as the team says, hey, I've arrived, hey, I've started, hey, I finished. And so one of the hardest things to do for a driver um, is to call a customer and be like, hi, I'm now calling you to say I'll be there in an hour. Um, they're always terrified they're going to, it's funny, they're always terrified the customer is going to ask them a question they don't know the answer to. And basically it eliminates a, uh, I'll call it a nervous point for our driver teams. And it's just math. I mean, the system is calculating it anyways, to be able to provide that automated call ahead and then be able to provide that text link that provides that update as well. Um, that would be an example of, as we're moving forward, continuing to just leverage that technology to just improve the customer experience and make it better for our team as well. Other items that we're working on, um, you know, with the change in cookies on the direct-to-consumer website side, um, without getting too deep into it, Obviously, cookies, you know, people use them to, you know, communicate back to the customer. Now we're now working on our customer data plan or a CDP, where when the customer comes to the site, we capture their data so that we can then talk to them about what they looked at, you know, follow up with them about what they looked at. You know, again, that change in the world where you can't use the cookies, you've got to use the data that they give you. I mean, these are the things that we're going to be using our technology for to continue to enhance our SEO and truly grow our business as we grow as a company. Um, but again, we're not done. It's probably the best way to put it with technology. Um, if we can find a way to improve the customer experience, to remove touches from not only our teammates, but for our customers doing business with us, right? Whether it be the end user or that B2B representative that's trying to order from us, anytime we can remove touches for them and make it one step faster, um, we're very interested in basically not only discovering but impl implementing that technology to make that happen. Yeah, and to your point, you're not done, but that's true of any, you know, we're gonna, it's a continual, or it really isn't a, a finish line here. It's just, you continually innovate and and uh, as time goes on. So yep, um, exactly. you noted, Nathan, that you're, you really are a transformation expert. That's what you were brought in to do. Um, and kind of, as you're in the midst of this transformation, talk a little about as a leader, the process for, coming into an organization, sometimes change isn't easy. People are used to doing things their own way. You're introducing new ways of thinking, new ways of acting. Talk about it, uh, the process of digitally transforming Brook Furniture Rental and how you've gotten others to get on board and talk a little bit about the, the process there. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll start by telling you the, uh, the funny story that I always tell everybody when I come in and kind of kick off the process or kick off, you know, like why I'm here. Um, I don't find that people are resistant to change, right? When you walk in, you're like, hey, I'm here for this reason. Everybody's like, oh, absolutely. You know what? It's time for us to make change. It's time for us to grow. And let me tell you about that department and what they need to do to change, right? And that's always my joke is because people are like, oh, I'm doing a great <laughs> job. It's not me. 
And that's where the challenges of any transformation comes in is that, you know, getting the team comfortable that, look, it's not that you're doing a bad job, you know, but if the process isn't as efficient, you've got opportunities to make mistakes. Let's eliminate those opportunities, right? You know, when we talk, we, I spend a lot of time when I'm on projects talking about, I don't care whose fault it is, let's just fix it, right? We're never going to 100% agree on everything. So let's just align that we're going this way, right? And if we find out that that's the wrong way, okay, no problem. I'll be the first one to raise my hand and say, whoops, guys, sorry about that. And let's keep moving. You know, it's interesting. I've been through multiple transformations and I still learn about communication every time I do one. So at Brooke, everybody was excited about it. Um, nobody had the background or the knowledge in terms of what we wanted to do. So using Descartes as an example, I was certainly the guru for a long time, and I partnered with Descartes on their implementation team about we had to change our implementation to recognize that sometimes some of the processes we were talking about were literally going to be the first time they had heard of it because they had never used a system before to do routing and planning. They always did it manually. And so the, the what I learned, what I missed was they all got it. They all got some extra time. They all got some extra training. I missed an opportunity to do a meeting in the middle where I did a touch base with just them and said, do you really get it? Um, what we had, what we found was we got close to getting to launch. They understood the concept, but it was, it was fuzzy. And so, and that's the word that the employee used. He goes, I just don't feel like I'm good at this. Everything's still kind of fuzzy for me. And I realized, you know, we got it fixed, but I realized if we had had that meeting and had that conversation, you know, we'll call it two months out instead of two weeks out from go live, uh, we could have definitely saved ourselves some time and some employee angst, right? Yeah. Because all transformations, I mean, it, again, people process the systems. It makes sense. You can show it to them. They're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. But it doesn't take away from the fact that it's a change. That, you know, we've had people who've been here from day one and they've followed the same process or the same system for 20, 30 years. You can never communicate enough to those folks because they're always going to be nervous that they're not going to be successful or not a good producing member of the team moving forward when obviously nothing could be further from the truth, right? And so again, for me, it's always just about, I always learn something every transformation and it's usually about communication. And this one held true to that form, um, just like just like all the other ones. Yeah, and that's actually a perfect segue because I was going to ask you, as you've been through many of these transformations, including in your time at Brook Furniture Rental, is there a lesson that you learned from each? Is there a specific example? And then taking that a step further, maybe is there, as others listen to this podcast, is, do you have any advice for other retail leaders that are maybe going through a similar process, trying to transform an organization, whether it be from technology, from people, process? What 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 advice might you have for them as they go about that process? I mean, the uh, the advice I always give would be, it's the communication points, right? Because you, you have all your project meetings, you have your kickoff meetings, you have your go, no go meetings. Those are all items that if you're following your project plan, I mean, you automatically plug those in. What I encourage everybody to do is plug in meetings you don't think you need. And it would be double check with those customers who gave you the input, which drove the initial project plan. Pick up with them in the middle. Yeah, you're not done. Yeah, you can't really show them everything yet. You're still showing them, I'll call it concept and maybe some PowerPoint slides, but follow up with them in the middle and say, hey, this is what we think. Even if they've given you feedback that your concept is good, being able to show them a few details in the middle gives an opportunity to learn some uh, some additional 
uh, action items for the plan. And we did this at Brook uh, in the middle. We sat down with the, with the two select customers that had provided initial input. And what we, we couldn't show them the full portal in terms of the B2B side yet, but they had ideas that we hadn't thought of yet. And they had questions that they would have had upon launch that we were like, well, we kind of sort of have that answer, but we really don't. And so that's where I always encourage folks, get back with your customers in the middle of the process, right? I mean, we learned so much from those conversations and get back with your team in the middle of the process because even though they're on the project plan or even though they're uh, you know, working every day on it, are you actually having that? We're going to do nothing but talk about, do you get it and do you understand it? And then that third meeting is not everybody's on the project plan. Having that stop moment where people who aren't on the project plan get a true update. Um, people will publish updates, um, but a meeting is different than a publishing point is the uh, the advice I always give. So in essence, I'm adding three meetings to a, I'll call it a transformation calendar. Um, yeah. But again, we learned a lot through those three meetings. I would encourage everybody to do that. So my final question for you, Nathan, when you enter Brook Furniture Rental, I imagine you have some goals in mind for what this digital transformation is going to look like. You've now, so at the outset, you come in with some goals. I imagine as time goes on, you've been there a couple of years, those goals may change. Maybe they don't. Talk a little bit about goal setting for a transformation uh, project like this and how you progress towards those goals. How frequently do you look at adjusting your goals, evolving them? Talk a little bit about that. So it, it never stops is probably the best way to put it. You referenced earlier that you know you never stop investing in the company and the technology. And, and that's really the same with our goals. You know, We built a goal to build a portal that allowed the customers to see live inventory see live capacity through day card and appointment setting, be able to set their own lease, and then to answer their own questions. And, um, you know, the goals, we hit all those goals. And you would think that we'd be done because that answers so many of our customer questions. Well, now, as they use it, they have new questions. Or they, um, as their business is changing, right? Like, for example, when people can't hire folks, they're asking us to pick up more of those items. So how can we automate those simple steps for them? And so, again, to me, it goes back to um, you have to continue to ask your customers and your teams, what are the common items that are always popping up, even though we've implemented this technology and everybody's using it, well, what's next, right? You know, because, again, there's some obvious great items like, you know, AI type situation that would allow us to move there. But to get from that point A to point B takes a while. That communication point and those tweaks um, are just necessary in the short term. And I'll give you an example. We take pictures of every delivery. It's called a quality assurance report. We email it to the customer and they can see the deliveries because not every customer meets every delivery. They may not even be in the same city, let alone the same state. Providing that QAR on our portal um, makes life easier for the customer so that they don't have to dig through an email or on the B2B side. What if they're uh, talking to you know multiple delivery points which one of these files belongs to that location, making that easier to look up and making it, I'll call it front page on the portal. Those are the kind of things that um, you know we've tweaked post go live on our technology that has enhanced their opportunities um, and I'll call it eliminated steps for them um, greatly. And again, it comes back from just talking to the customer and listening to what their challenges are and hopefully eliminating emails and phone calls on their side. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I want to take the opportunity to thank Nathan Sanders, the CEO of Brook Furniture Rental, 
for talking with us on today's episode of Total Retail Talks and going through sort of the transformation process that's been ongoing at that organization. So thanks for joining me, Nathan. This has really uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Talks.